Christ the deer panteth for the water so my soul longeth after thee I love you more than any other so much more than anything you alone are my strength my shield to you alone may my spirit yield you alone are my heart's desire Today we're going to begin a series looking at Psalm 119, and I begin this series somewhat nervous because this is a intimidating psalm. You know, Charles Spurgeon, who his magnum opus was his Treasury of David, which is a giant series on all of the psalms, said of all the psalms, this was probably the hardest one to work through. He says, it spread itself out before me like a vast rolling prairie to which I could see no bound, and this alone created a feeling of dismay. Its expanse was unbroken by a bluff or headland, and hence it threatened a monotonous task, although the fear has not been realized. This marvelous poem seemed to me a great sea of holy teaching, moving in its many verses, wave upon wave, altogether without an island of special or remarkable statement to break it up. I confess I hesitated to launch upon it. Other psalms have been mere lakes, but this is the main ocean. It is a continent of sacred thought, every inch of which is fertile as the garden of the Lord. It is an amazing level of abundance, a mighty stretch of harvest fields. And so he was intimidated by it. And then even the great Augustine, who his great life's work, his great magnum opus, is his series on the psalms as well. And he put Psalm 119 off till the very end of his life because uh, he said he was going to wait till he felt like his mental powers were up to properly exegeting it. Got to the ends of his life and thought, well, that day will never come, so I might as well start. And Augustine is one of the great intellects in world history. So if he felt intimidated by it, we certainly should as well. But the irony of the psalm is, is it was actually made for children. So maybe it's the childlike disposition we need. So why would we want to look at this psalm? Well, the goal of this psalm is Bible delight. It is actually to stimulate and generate a hunger and thirst for righteousness, for his word. It, its goal is to help you love the word, just like we read about in Psalm 19, where it's more precious than gold, it's sweeter than honey, just like we read about in Psalm 1, where it offers the promise to make us fruitful in any season. We want to be planted in the Word. 25 times in this psalm, there's this cry of delight where the author is crying out because he loves the Word. And think about how much less of the Bible he had than we do. He only had the parts that we often complain about and dismiss. And yet he loves it. 
So my goal in working through this psalm is because I recognize it offers what I feel like I need. I need a greater love for the Word. And another gift that this psalm gives to us is it helps us understand what the real Christian life is supposed to feel like. You know, some things you can only learn by feeling. You know, one thing that's real popular in educational discussions are learning styles. What's your learning style? Are you auditory? Are you kinetic? Are you these different things? And I'm pretty skeptical about that because I think like all things is too person-centered. Yeah, there's some truth. In general, there's certain ways that we might find it a little easier to retain information, but it focuses on the people, not the subjects. See, each subject has its own learning style that it requires. No matter what your learning style is, you can only learn music by hearing it. No matter what your learning style is, you can only learn carpentry by doing it. No matter what your learning style is, you can only learn history by reading about it. Or literature by reading. You have to submit yourself to the subject. If you look in my garage, one of the more comical things you'll see are all of the different contraptions, gadgets, gizmos for helping you learn the golf swing, bands you can hook up to your club, clubs with hinges that break when you sing, vests that put you your arm in the right position, and all of these are meant to teach you what it feels like to swing the golf club properly. No amount of instruction or demonstration can teach you. You have to experience what it feels like. And that's what Psalm 119 is for us. It's a great gift because it teaches us this is what it feels like to be a Christian, to delight in the Word. This is how you're supposed to feel. And all of them will do this, but this will do it in a very specific way. And what this will do for us is it will actually turn us into bourbon barrels, or maybe we call, call ourselves Bible barrels. Let me explain. When we were in Kentucky, we lived in Louisville for five years, and you know, around Louisville is the, the bourbon trail with all of the different bourbon distilleries. And I remember seeing a story on how many of the distilleries had discovered a very unexpected source of income. And at the time, you know, there's a certain process where they have to throw away their bourbon barrels after they've been used, but then they were becoming used bourbon barrels were becoming extremely popular and people were, were buying them for all types of reasons. You know, other breweries were buying them so they could uh, keep their beer in it. Um, professional furniture builders were buying the wood and using parts of the wood to make furniture that was becoming very popular and very high end because that the because the bourbon had so seeped into the wood that no matter where you cut it, it would release this really just unique, dense aroma. The bourbon had seeped into every fiber of the wood. And what this psalm wants to do is inject into your bloodstream a passionate desire for and delight in the Word. It wants it to seep into you. But there's some challenges. Challenges is the longest chapter in the Bible. There are 22 um, sections. So you almost need to think about it like 22 separate chapters. 
each with eight lines, and each line starts out with the same letter in the alphabet. So the structure creates a challenge. There's a lot of repetition. So that's a challenge. But we need to see that the repetition is not like, you know, the song Small World or Baby Shark. It's not the kind of monotonous repetition that makes you want to slam your head into the wall. It's not wooden. It's repetitive. It's repetition that's meant to teach, that's meant to instruct. But another challenge is it's not linear. You know, the structure, being an alphabetic acrostic, makes it challenging to follow the narrative. It can appear to be random. So, for example, we have all of these baby board books that are that teach the alphabet. So each page is a new letter. And on that page, there's all types of pictures of things that start with that letter. So you have a picture of B and we have a baby and a bat and a ball and some bacon. And you look at that and there's no actual logical connection to any of these things. I mean, it's not a story about a bat dropping bacon off in the baby's lap. And we can mistakenly assume that Psalm 119 is like that. That it's just random because it's not linear. Well, it's not linear, but it's not random. And the reason why it's not linear is because life is not linear. Life moves in cycles. There's repetitious nature to life, but it's not random because every page is telling a very clear and unique story about the way, about the blessedness that comes when the word seeps into you and you love it and you delight in it. And the last thing to notice, just by way of introduction, is this is the third of the great word psalms, Psalm 1, Psalm 19, Psalm 119. But notice, it's amazing how all of those great word psalms are paralleled by great Messiah psalms. Or or it's word written, word made flesh. Psalm 1, Psalm 2, delight in the word, the reign of the Messiah. Psalm 19 is bracketed by 18 and 20, great psalms of the Messiah. Psalm 19, Psalm 119 is set up by Psalm 118, great Psalm of the Messiah. And so we have to see these two things as always connected, the word written and the word made flesh. These are our two great delights. And we want, we want the word to seep into us so we can be like bourbon barrels. No matter where you cut us, the word, the fragrance, the aroma of life seeps out. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son. 